Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the weekly meeting of the IP Communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Some of our community members that give us support are... Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our host at PBX is from Onsip.com. VUC.me is hosted at Bluehost.com. Where would we be without the best conferencing bridge around? ZipDX.com. We thank David Frankel and ZipDX for their support. As always, full-featured, full-color, full-HD conference bridge. And our local rate dial-ins are from VoxBone.com. Thank you for the pre-roll, Michael. We're coming live from ClueCon. At least somebody is. I'm not there, but But (laughs) James will be talking to James. We will be talking to James in just a moment. And, of course... Uh, Mr. David Duffett, winner of one of the Dangerous Demos. We'll be talking to him, too. But first, we need to tell you about Astrocon, where you can meet David and probably a lot of the same people. Uh, Astrocon is October 13th to 15th. It's in Orlando, Florida, and it's a particularly good place to bring the significant other and uh, child units, if you have any of those, because it's a Disneyland, Disney World, whatever it is, like property, universal property that people will want to visit. Okay, there's, uh, if we can settle down on the, we're going to switch over to the NASA control room-like at, uh, atmosphere, and James has a wandering cam, but I'm not sure here. We're going to switch over to James right now. James, take it away. Hi. You? Are you getting my video uh, and audio? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're here live from the Intercontinental Hotel in Chicago, and I'll just switch the camera view, and I'll just pan around so you can see. Over in the corner, over here, we have a cluster of people who are running the VUC Google Hangout in parallel with um, a Virto uh, video conference. The two are running in parallel and are then bridged. I think we're streaming from both the Virto and VUC uh, directly onto YouTube. So, um, and over here, we have the one and only, the infamous Mr. Tony Minasala, father, founder, and uh, outright brain behind, uh, behind FreeSwitch. And we're, we're going to be having a chat with him a little bit later. Uh, but just going around the room, um, this gentleman over here is Brian West. In fact, he's over there as well, I think. Um, who uh, runs the community the for, in this for, conference. for what's going on? Where did that come from? Sorry, that came from, okay, that and came then from we, me. I, I we have, joined Verto and got a video, music video. Okay, over here we, we've got Italo, who's, who's done the, the new front end, Francisco from Milano, 
and over there, a gentleman who I will introduce later. Uh, um, but we'll, we'll come back to uh, him. Then running around the corner here, we have the indomitable, where is he? Here he is, this person here, um, Andy Smith with David Duffett from Digium, Astri, asterisk. And then a couple of other people over here. We have William King, who is doing something. I don't know what you're doing on there, William. He's doing something, he, and he very rapidly uh, mutes his, uh, his screen. So anyway, let's go back to, back to me for a second. Um, we're going to give you a very quick roundup of uh, some of the highlights uh, from from uh, from Glucon. I always said Astricon there, cracking up. I only just got back from breakfast. But the first person we're going to talk to is is Anthony. I'm going to switch my camera back again. Now, can you switch um, the camera view to um, the Verto Bridge, Michael. Okay, I will give you. I'll give you a, a view of the Verto Bridge. I'm not connected to anything right now, but you're definitely seeing. Uh, hang on, can we select that? Uh, there we. Well, I'll select it. I don't know what that means exactly, but. Um, okay. Well, well, I'm looking at looking at. Uh, um, the dial pad is Anthony. Yeah, from a, a slightly different angle. In fact, if I pull this out, um, you should be able to hear. This is all going horribly wrong. So, Anthony, can you see Anthony? I can. Okay. Um, can you hear Anthony? Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Now I'm. I'm not. We're not seeing him in Verto. I'm not connected. When I tried to connect to Verto momentarily, a few okay, moments well, ago, well, I got well, we'll just, yeah. we'll I'm showing him on James's uh, camera. Okay, yeah. we'll just uh, in interview uh, uh, Anthony on my camera until we, and then we'll we'll get Anthony to introduce Verto. Okay. So, uh, Anthony, tell us a little bit about what uh, what has gone down here at Clucon. Well, this year we added a new day to KuCon. We had a hackathon on the first day. Uh, it's called the Coder Games. Uh, we had several API vendors sponsor an event to have people make different things out of their various APIs, and each API awarded a prize. Um, that went really well. I'd say about two-thirds of the attendees came for that. Um, so that kind of represented more uh, programming savvy users and they had fun competing and drinking Red Bull and yeah, cars. lots of lots of drinking going on here, definitely. So, uh, in fact, we've just survived four days. This is our fifth day on the trot of intense teching. Yeah, yeah, lots of amazing things going on, like this in the corner, which you've already seen. Um, other highlights include the unveiling of the new front end for Verto. The WebRTC front end for FreeSwitch. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, well, since we started working on this project a few years ago to bring WebRTC to FreeSwitch, we uh, have been working with sort of the makeshift client that I use to demonstrate all the features to myself as I'm going through the task. And as I added things to it, it was usable, but kind of more designed around the idea of. Uh, 
scrolling through a test matrix because it's basically just a large page with all the features out there. Um, we cleaned it up a little bit when we added the video support, but really it wasn't very usable to the public. They're tending to be confused by it. Yeah, it was a bit scary. Yeah, we ended up with a, a one big scrollable web page. Yeah, it's sort was... of like if you show a, take someone to a sound booth and show them the, the mixer, they don't know what to do. There's too many buttons everywhere. So. Um, and so, so our friends uh, in the community decided to start a project to uh, use our core libraries for so an exercise, the ability to make other things from it. So they basically looked at all the feature set of my testing program and <coughs> tried to make the feature rich, uh, more user friendly equivalent, uh, which came out to be Virto Communicator. Um, it's almost feature parity with my tests. A reference code, but it's uh, it's, all, it's got a little bit more to go, but it, it's very useful at this point. Uh, it has integrated chat and some similar features to Google Hangouts as far as breaking and uh, list of users. Yeah. Um, and all built uh, using HTML5. Yeah. So it's and, very clean. And, and it's a good example of the benefits of uh, MCU. Um, during my keynote this year, I was talking about that because we have. Uh, both Google Hangouts and Jitsi Video Bridge handling the development of uh, the SFE model for video chat, where FreeSwitch is more geared towards the MCU model because we have integration with legacy telephony and things like yeah. that. And, and that's an important thing to a lot of users. They want to be able to bring together SIP calls and the RGC into the same uh, element and mix them together. Or they yeah. the gateways, the audio from the WebRTC call to something like TDM or uh, SIP tracking. Yeah, one of the great things about Verto is that it always has been incredibly capable on the back end, but the, the, the challenge has always been uh, making it easy for the people who use it to leverage some of that gear, so that's all sort of that functionality. Um, anyway, I'm going to move over here and see whether we can have a quick word with Italo, who wrote the, uh, the front end, and then we'll have a quick word with Brian, who hopefully then can show it to us. Okay, well, and we'll come back to you in a second. Right, whizzing over here, this fine young gentleman here is Italo from, from uh, Brazil. And speak up and shout because you're going to be using my microphone, I think. So, okay. so uh, uh, when did you decide that you were going to write a, a new user interface for Verto? Uh, we talked on, on our company, College Evolutes. We are talking about the currently virtual interface. So internally, we are talking about hey, we could do a more user-friendly interface. So, and we had this idea. And the next day, Brian was talking to me, and he told me, hey, uh, I think we could do a better virtual interface. So, you think you you guys can do it? So, how long ago was that? Uh, three months, three months. Yeah. yeah, three months, three months, and I just tell him, hey, we just talked last day about this, and so yes, for sure, we can do it. So you did it? Yeah, it's it's done now. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, moving on to Brian. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about the user interface, what what your objectives were, and if you dare, share where people who are listening to this 
can go to join in because it's possible to them to, to join in on the conference bridge, isn't it? Correct, it is. Um, so what we set out to do was, one, simplify the usage. Uh, if, you, if you noticed in the old uh, engineering Virto demo that we started out with, which was basically an engineering tool, people wouldn't catch the end call button, they would close the browser, it wasn't as user-friendly, there were, uh, it just wasn't as well organized. So we wanted to start something that was, um, that looked nice, was in tree, we supported, everybody used. So that, uh, you know, somebody would see what you could do if you set out to build something fresh out of uh, the libraries that we've published with the Virta protocol. And uh, I've seen it, I've used it, it certainly is, uh, it, from my perspective, it completely revolutionizes um, my use of, of Virto. It's incredible, it's, it's just like having a, a completely new conference bridge. Yes, yes. Um, so where can people go right now to experience this live? They can go to, I'll post it in the BBC channel, so they can see it. Yeah, so Randy or Michael, if you see this coming down the VUC channel, can you just repost that on IRC and, and the somewhere else? And call the test, really. Okay. So uh, if anybody wants to have a go at that, um, they can join in. And whilst okay. people are doing that, um, I'm going to whiz across to the other side of the room and we're going to talk very briefly, whilst people are getting set up on the Virto Bridge, we're going to talk a little bit about dangerous demos, which is something that I do. So I'm running across the other side of the room now. We're going to have to uh, mute. There we go. And over here, we have Mr. David Duffett, who this year was the, was the primary, the leading winner of, uh, of a True Phone Dangerous Demo Prize. A trophy or prize it was, engraved or internally engraved glass. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, uh, indeed. Would you like me to tell you what the demo was? Yes. Okay. Let, so, let's get in close and we can, we can see what you actually did. There's a, a Raspberry Pi here and uh, in uh, reference of the growing friendship between the Free Switch and Asterisk project, it was an asterisk powered Raspberry Pi, but powered by a free switch battery. Can we pack. get in close and see that? There we are, a free switch battery pack. Powering with an asterisk Raspberry Pi. Asterisk Raspberry Pi there. And uh, asterisk was, um, uh, got WebRTC support uh, built in, and I was browsing onto this wirelessly, because you can see it has a, a wireless access point, and other than that, it is uh, a totally wireless thing, there are no strings attached, browsing onto it and getting up um, JS SIP soft phone. Now I can't actually do the audio part of the demo because people will understand that Chrome on iOS doesn't properly support uh, WebRTC right now, but uh, we, we played out a rather lovely prompt over the PA in the Clucon mainboard of uh, Alison giving a, a cryptic WebRTC based message and uh, that was what won the prize. Um, and that was it. It was it. It was short and sweet. I only took two of the four minutes allocated, but I think it was perhaps the, 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 the compactness and also the featuring of three switch and asterisk in the same uh, demo. 
Well, that and Alison. In fact, it, maybe a bit of Alison. Yeah, I, I think you've probably got a few extra points because of Alison. Quite possibly. Okay. Well, that was great. That was one of the dangerous demos, mm -hmm. but there were others, weren't there? There were many more. Tim Panton, of course, always a star in the dangerous demos, had a Lego vehicle that he was controlling over Web RTC. Um, and uh, there were a number of others, some of which uh, didn't work so well, and I think a prize was allocated for a crash and burn, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a crash and burn, um, but I'm not going to um, shame the people who, who, who got that one. But what I am going to do is I'm going to rush over here to interview you, other winner. Over here, we have a gentleman by the name of Seven Do. Now, Seven, tell everybody where you have come from. I'm Kim from China. All the way from China. And it's not your first time here at ClueCon, is it? It's, uh, no, it's uh, the fifth year. It's his fifth year. So, um, little known fact, Seven has actually written the Chinese book manual for FreeSwitch. Yeah. So, uh, FreeSwitch is the definition. Yeah. How much FreeSwitch is used in China now? Uh, a lot of users. Yeah. Really, I, I, I don't know, but uh, there are uh, uh, almost 2,000 users in the Entent uh, message group yeah. and China QQ. Yeah, it just shows how global uh, free switch has become now. Now, Dangerous Demos. Tell us what you did for Dangerous Demos that won your prize. I, this year, Dangerous Demos, I, I actually made two habits. One is that I'm reading a model called Mode F11, and I can, so I can send video to the F11 server, so it can make make the videos and uh, make the desktop application uh, and send them. And the another is that I made free switch to so so cool. It kind of cool. Yeah, it was uh, a live game of Sudoku which had a very rapid conclusion because we kind of ran out of time at the end, but it was all done extremely well. Anyway, Seven is not a, not a stranger. He's won a dangerous demo before. Seven is also uh, famous for uh, producing some of the most amazing hardware. We, what was it, two years ago, managed to not only burn the, t the, the carpet, but all burnt Adam Kalsey's hands uh, when he tried to pick it up. So, so well done, um, Seven. That's... Great. Right, we're going to go back over here now. Back to uh, Brian and Anthony. Has anybody joined the uh, the conference? Yes, we have uh, Talo, Mr. King, Anthony, Michael Graves, Giovanni, and me. Okay, I'm just telling you what I can probably switch over. Oh yeah, so I can see that now. Uh, yeah, I'm actually wandering around using uh, an iPad, which is on Google Hangouts. But I, through the uh, the miracle of technology, I can actually look and see uh, what Verto looks like. So going from uh, top uh, left, we've got Italo, uh, William King, Tony, Michael Graves, uh, Federico, Francisco, sorry, and... Brian West, Giovanni. So sorry, I'm sorry, Giovanni. This, this is this is Giovanni. Yeah. So what do you do, Giovanni? What what's your part in this? 
and uh, I'm part of the community and uh, I'm helping uh, mostly with uh, documentation, writing books uh, and things for Skype and uh, GSM. Yeah, and that's the important thing about free speech, it's all a, a community, an international community, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, right, I'm going to cut back to Brian very rapidly. I want you to say a bit more about what you're up to and uh, about um, Just what Glucon, I yeah. Well, we've, we've wrapped up uh, the week-long event today. We're doing a, a training on free switch. There's about 25 people in the room next to us. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's what we've done here. And now, <laughs> we put everybody in as an administrator in this, so everybody's playing around with the admin controls. Um, so I'm sitting here watching the layout change and it's distracting me. Uh, but anyway, so my, my role is uh, I plan Glucon, set up the event, um, you know, bring the community together, try to inspire others to do things to help the community out. Uh, for example, like uh, Italo said, this was one of those moments when we started the virtual communicator project where it was a community spark, community driven aspect and we all were there to help answer questions and, and there were features that came out of, of you know we could do this easier if we had this and so we worked real close with Italo and his team uh, to come up with new features and functionality that help make it even better. Yeah so. yeah we'll have that new Verto um, is, a, is a massive step forward. Um, okay should we go back to Tony? Well I'll go back to Tony in a moment but um, Tony did a dangerous demo didn't he? Yes, yes. yes Tell us a bit about that dangerous demo. Um, it was the Tic Tac Verto, wasn't it? That's what she did. So Hollywood Squares? The Hollywood Squares um, clone that we use Verto and the NCU and FreeSwitch to do. And uh, we started on that last week sometime writing the features and functionality to allow that to function. And uh, I think we pulled it off. It was 100% controlled by a DT map. So he could sit there on his cell phone controlling and, and Xing or Oing the squares, and it would automatically, you know, if somebody won. Yeah. Somebody... And that is seven there, causing the. Uh... You would you would think that we would have those kinds of, you know, us being the people that deal with this day, that we wouldn't have that happen, but we still have audio snafus and whatnot come up. Yeah. And so Tony's challenge. In fact, I'm going to go whizzing back to Tony now. Whoosh. Tony's challenge which I bullied him into, was to complete uh, a, a full game of Hollywood Squares in less than four minutes. That's right. That was pretty challenging, but we managed. Managed to do it with two seconds to spare. And the whole thing was engineered in free switch, with multiple panes, with multiple... In fact, they were, they were simulated... People in the squares, weren't they, for this one? Yeah, we loaded videos of the celebrities giving commencement speeches, something pulled off YouTube right before because uh, we didn't have enough bandwidth to bring people, the server being the internet in the hotel having limited connectivity for the attendees, we couldn't. Yeah, well, that's a measure of this, the sort of um, activity that was going on here. So, Tony did an earlier version of Hollywood Squares, which ran into problems because of limited bandwidth. So overnight, he completely re-engineered it um, so that the, uh, the people in the squares were actually automated. And, and then FreeSwitch ended up asking the questions to the contestants. 
Yeah, we had the, there was an IVR that was, that was also available, so you would call into the IVR, and basically it just turned the phone into a number pad control, so we had different key combinations to, uh, uh, one of them would ask the question, one would repeat the last question, one of them would uh, put a square. Because since the, the game board happens to look a lot like a Ethernet pad, yeah. it worked well together, so you could press the square, Number and like whether or not you wanted to be X or O. It had kept state, so once somebody won, you could win by either having five of the squares or by having a character. And what was amazing is it, it all just worked perfectly, which is why um, for the next dangerous demo, which will be in Astricon, uh, we're inventing a new category of prize. We're going to call this the Swan Prize. Uh, and it's called the Swan Prize because uh, a swan, when you see it gliding across the water, it, it appears to be totally effortless. But if you had an underwater camera, you would see quite a lot of stuff going on underneath the water. So the Swan Prize is for, it's in the category of, of somebody who comes up with something absolutely amazing and it just works, um, but it doesn't look very dangerous. Uh, and that's been Tony's problem, is that uh, every time he does something, it looks totally effortless when, when in fact, what's going on under, underneath the surface is, is truly amazing, but you just don't get to see what's going on underneath the surface. And it, and it doesn't look dangerous. I think Tim's going to end up winning that a lot faster. Yes, Tim Panton is probably the major competitor uh, competing with people like uh, Tony here, because he comes out with the most amazing tech. And these days, most of the time, it just works, which... Uh, which is amazing in itself. So that's going to be a new category for uh, Dangerous Demos in Astricon. Uh, and with that, I think we, we probably want to um, hand it back to you, um, Randy and Michael, so that um, the VUC listeners can ask a few questions and we'll see whether we can wander around and get some, some deeper, meaningful answers for you. There actually was a question in IRC, if I can scroll, scroll back up to find it, which was, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Um, where um, in trunk is it? Has it replaced the existing Virto client? Did you get that, Tony? Where in trunk is um, the, the front end for Virto? Is it in there? It should be in our Git repository. Yeah, it's under. the same folder, we have an HTML5 subfolder from our root of our Git server where we keep all of those things, um, and it's right in there. Okay. The library for the JavaScript is in there, too. Uh, basically, Virto is a JavaScript thing, and then the clients are alongside it. They just load it just like any other uh, web app. Uh, you load in the JS library if you need. Okay. And the rest is HTML. So that's where it is. In fact, over to Brian. Can you be more precise and drop a link onto the... Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll post that back on IRC. So that answers that one. So any more questions? Uh, Randy, do you want to see Mira? Yeah. Yeah, whilst I've been talking to you, I just had a, a message from Mira saying, sorry I missed breakfast, I was asleep. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that Mira will come tripping in at um, any moment now. 
y'all have been keeping her occupied, I'm sure. Um, could I uh, pose a question to Brian? Because there was a picture, and I'm thinking I'm going to fetch it. There was a picture you guys posted online a little while ago that was like multiple monitors with multiple yeah. monitors showing multiple different layouts. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to fetch it. Hold, oh yeah, hold on. Uh, can you hear what he's saying? Okay, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go away over here. And Brian, if you turn up the volume a bit, then... Um, okay, Michael, ask your question again. Okay, Brian, I, I'm looking at a picture that you guys put online, uh, Ken put online via his Twitter feed not long ago. And what he actually, he's got four monitors with all different displays going of the, the Virto MCU functions. Uh, could you explain that? I'll actually put the picture online, give me half a second, and, and then uh, explain what we're actually looking at here, because this is kind of interesting. Just give me a moment to, uh, to get it collected. Here, how's that? Could you explain that to me? Where did you post it at? <laughs> I, it's actually, uh, well, hang on, it's, uh, it's in the Hangout. Uh, I, ca I can't conveniently show it, but I'll, I'll, okay. I'll drop it in the IRC channel. What, what Ken's showing off there is the multi-canvas, super canvas. Uh, so you can have a conference with multiple canvases, and then you can have you know, each canvas on a different television. And then you can choose where on the multi-canvas you put things. Like the, the picture that, that's there is the top monitor is what's called the super canvas, which is all of the sub-canvases of the conference in one screen. And then each of those canvases can be um, standalone, so you can have multiple TVs. So when you say TV, so it's, it's all one computer doing this. It's not... Yeah, one computer doing this, but you can have multiple displays putting a different canvas up. On, on, you know, if you had four TVs set up, you could have each one dial into a different canvas, and they would all be on the wall. I, I have a question. Oops. I have a, oh, I'm on. I have a question about this, Brian. Okay, go ahead. Which is, uh, so the canvases, for example, if you just have, you keep saying TV screens, if you've got multiple screens, like three screens on a computer, uh, can you put a ca one canvas on each screen or not? Yes, you can. You sure can. So, uh, the the Virto communication the, the doesn't support the multi-canvas stuff because we were we wrote that very recently and they didn't have time to get integrated on the first release. So we're working with those guys to integrate the multi-canvas and some new features and functionality um, that we've come up with this week that we want to see implemented. Um, so it'll, it allows you to have, say, um, two parties on one screen and a screen share on a full screen. Um, so, you know, better collaborative um, interface. That's actually one of the most impressive things I've heard so far. Um, I'm not that familiar with everything, but people are saying that the interface is much better. And HTML, HTML5 has loomed large today. But what you just said is, is super interesting. I, I don't recall seeing that anywhere else. Michael might want to chime in on it. In fact, I'll put that shot back up because that's really impressive and I didn't see it. Uh, also want to mention that what we're doing right here, I'm switching the views around so that uh, showing you when you're talking, when you have a better shot of you, and then James has the microphone. So we're doing this manually 
And as a result, it's probably slightly jerky, but uh, there it is. Right now, we're looking at that image that Michael mentioned with the multiple screens, which, as I say, I think that's pretty impressive. I'm going to put you back on, Brian. Or who has, anybody have questions or comments? Yeah, any more? Oops. Move, move away. Um, if there are, well, let's see. Are there any more questions? If there aren't, I've got um, somebody else to say hello to. No more questions? Okay, I'll, I'm going to come over here. I'm going to mute, and Andy, you unmute. Oops. Okay, I'm unmuted. Yeah. Okay. We've got Mr. Andy, Andy Smith here, uh, who was responsible for the voting system in Dangerous Demos, which in itself was quite a, quite exciting this year. Uh, would you like to explain why? Well, um, when we first used the well, actually, we're not the first time. The last time we used the uh, the voting system, which was the second time we used the, the voting system. It was noted by certain uh, participants, or not actually participants of the demos themselves, but others in the room, and of course we are talking about rooms full of telephony geeks here, that it was plausible to hack the voting system by putting false votes in from phone numbers which weren't actually routable, so I couldn't actually reply to them. It was very funny, wasn't it, because we ended up with blocks of 50 votes flying around all over the place, and people thought, oh, look, I've won, and then all of a sudden, well, they hadn't. A feature of the system is that you can change your vote. So because you can change your vote, it's possible to move blocks of votes around if you've got blocks of votes under your control. So we tried to stop this this time, and we have noted the perpetrator from last time. And, and he was present in the room. He yeah. was indeed present in the room, and indeed up to his tricks again. Is, is Andy allowed to name this man? I'm not sure as I should, but, but he, uh, I'm he, going to. He is British, and his name is? Uh, his name might be Alex Kinch. Um, it may not, of course. It may. He, I have to say in his defence, he was not the only one trying to hack it on this occasion. But what happened was that we detected um, some fraudulent activity, and every time we did, at uh, a certain rate, a picture of Alex Kinch was up on the screen and being named and shamed. Uh, which caused much amusement uh, to, to various people, uh, possibly not to Alex himself, though. Uh, it caused me a certain amount of hassle, because one of the things that somebody did, it may have or may not have been Alex, was that he, uh, he was sending in votes from what was purporting to be one of my numbers. And so I kept on getting the, uh, the acknowledgements back, um, and my watch on my wrist went totally bananas uh, and just, just vibrating me to death and totally distracting me. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't quite sure whether it was going to be uh, your watch that ran out of battery first, or that we were going, going to actually finish the voting. Right. Well, that was a bit of fun. Um, needless to say, when we get on to Astricon, our next dangerous demos, the voting system will be... Tighter. Well, completely revamped. I think it's going to, to work a different way next time. Uh, and rather That's interestingly, great, because... That's a great um, cue to move... Sorry. Yeah, because the, uh, the, uh, the Asterisk team managed to win a dangerous demo at ClueCon, uh, we're going to have Brian representing the, uh, the Freefix team doing a dangerous demo at Asterisk. So yes, I've, I've already offered Brian an Asterisk battery pack for him to use in his one, just like I used the FreeSwitch battery pack in my one. So we'll have to see how that works out. Brilliant. Okay, uh, any more questions now, Randy? Back to you. 
No, in fact, um, I was just going to say that it would be time to move uh, the camera over to David, which somebody just did. Andy, I guess. Thank you. And um, go ahead with that little segment. Or was that it? Is that all you got? Yeah, no, I I can give you a little bit more detail. Um, Status update. We've now um, finalized the schedule for Astracon. Um, and as people know, I'm sure, it's on uh, October 13th to 15th over there at the Lowe's Universal Hotel in Orlando. And we've got uh, more than 50 sessions this year, um, all of which are, are very exciting. And, of course, this year we've got, very first time, the free PBX World track alongside the traditional tracks. We've actually got five different tracks running at once uh, going on. So lots of uh, stuff and and unfortunately the same thing has happened well I say unfortunately it's just a product of having a lot of good talks but the situation is when you look at the content matrix and identify the kind of talk you want to go and see you then see that there are two three or even four now competing talks all of which uh, at the kind of level you really want to go and see those as well Um, but uh, fortunately they'll all be videoed so those who actually go live into the room to see one will be able to catch up with the others at a later date. So the the content grid is now up on astracon.org. Um, it's very unlikely to change too much. Um, and there's everything from WebRTC and security uh, to um, talks from other projects like uh, Camelio and OpenSips. Uh, I noticed Docker is beginning to feature in the talks as well, people using Docker to uh, ease the deployment of uh, multiple asterisk servers and stuff like that. So uh, all in all, a fairly well-rounded set of talks, I think. Excellent. Could, could, you, could anybody imagine if uh, Ford gave a show of their line of autos that they would invite uh, General Motors and Subaru? <laughs> I mean... This is always really great. It's great to see you at ClueCon. It'll be great to see them at Astracon. And um, as far as the multiple, since I've experienced this myself, uh, sometimes it's really hard to choose on the, uh, the track you want to see. Fortunately, you have other people that you're talking to who go, well, did you see such and such? And you go, no, no. And as you said, they're available via video. And in the meantime... More importantly, you're right there geographically. You're right in that place. So you can always seek out the person who uh, I have never seen anyone who doesn't want to talk about what they're doing at Astrocon. So um, that's not a problem either. Just to remind everybody, are you going to be at Astrocon this year, Randy? David, I'm sure he is, yes. Oh, David. Uh, and moving right along. Oh, this year. No, I'm, I'm no, not, not this year. This year. No, I'm not this year. Uh, but everybody else, everyone important will be there this year, first of all, I think. And I had another thing I wanted to say about Astrocon, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Allison will, of course, be there, I'm sure. Allison will be there. Oh, I know what it was, David. It was that uh, you will be doing a last-minute update with us in September, uh, or maybe very early October. I, I don't have a calendar in front of me. But one of the Fridays, you'll pick a date, and you will let us know the very, very last-minute thing that happens, okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch, Randy, to set that date with you, and I'll look forward to doing that. Okay. All right. Right, I think if there are no other questions, we're probably um, approaching the uh, the end, but I want to come back to, to Tony just to have a, a final word okay. about where we're going, uh, going next. And as, uh, as somebody with a... 
is shouting into his cell phone as he goes running past, just to prove this is live. So, uh, so Tony, um, you want to say a few words about um, ClueCon and where we go next? Well, next year, ClueCon is going to be at the Swiss Hotel, which is about a five-minute walk from where it was this year. And it looks like it's going to be a great venue. We get our own floor this time, so if we weren't rowdy enough having our own half a floor, now we have the entire floor to ourselves. It can be as loud as we want, which will be fun. Um, we have a new mission. Uh, this will be the 12th Kuchan, and we really need to get Randy to come. So anyone out there listening, unless they help sponsor the effort to make sure Randy comes to Kuchan. Yeah, we have to get Randy to Kuchan. Uh, we'll be heck-taking. We'll help you out with that. And it's worth saying that there is music at Klukon, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And, and cocktails? Yes. Sip Smith That's a good point. That's, that's two of the three requirements. Parties. Yeah. So, um, uh, definitely, sorry, I'm, I'm being told off because I'm not pointing in the right direction. Um, so, right. It was a nice, nice view of the hat, though. Was it a nice view of the hat? Okay. All right. Well, I think, unless you've got anything else... As usual, when you pop in and visit and have the time every Friday. So. And I think the VUC is going to have to track the progress of Verto. And it's, I think we've reached a stage now where the, the, the engine is just about it. It's all there. It's just uh, sorting out the front end, isn't it? Yeah. That's the real challenge. A lot of, I use, all the usability issues are coming up now for client ideas. We were just chatting a minute ago about making the call center features. Uh, so you can see your call queue from the UI. Uh, basically, this is the beginning steps of trying to bring more HTML5 uh, parity with FreeSwitch. So as we go, we're going to work on expanding Virto to to extend not only browser and FreeSwitch relationship, but other applications and malware, um, and, and use uh, it for more things, some more interesting stuff. So as the year progresses, we'll get further on that and come along with updates. And next year, we will go some more quieter. Yeah, without all these people wandering by. <laughs> well, but, no. Just a quick we'll, note, we'll uh, responding up, to what we'll keep everyone up to date as we get further along. Our 1.6 release will probably uh, reach its .dot uh, status in the next two or three weeks. Um, and we'll go through a testing phase, and hopefully by next spring we'll have a start working on our next 1.8 version. Excellent. Well, I, I think, um, Tony, I think everybody within the, the VUC community would like to thank you for all the hard work that you and the team put in because what you've achieved with your small team is truly amazing, really brilliant. You are now so, muted. Thank you for that. You are now And with that, Randy, can I, can I just I'll jump hand in it back to you. Hang on. Could I just jump in here a moment? I would like to point out that it's, in fact, Tony's birthday today. So, um, happy birthday, Tony, from every, all of us. So, happy birthday, Tony. And you will note that Tony got a present from the, uh, from the community here. Uh, cool. He, he got an Apple Watch, which is better, better than my Pebble. So, there, no device envy at all. And nowhere near as good as uh, Randy's Android Watch. But, yeah, we can't have everything. Anyway, back to you. I'll shut up and let you wrap up. All right, we are going to wrap up, and I'm going to definitely follow the progress. Um, we were not going to get too adventurous this week because I'm on the road, and uh, all of the technical acumen was on Michael, and he's got enough of it. He's got 100% of it, but it's not that easy to do this with the proper audio and all that. James, you did a great job, really exemplary a remote reporter, so very good. I think you've got a new job coming. 
And with that, we're going to end the broadcast. I don't have a music uh, or a way to play any music out, so that'll be post-production. But uh, everybody on the Hangout, thank you. Free Switch team, you did a great job. And uh, for those of you watching or listening, uh, what can I say? Thanks for your participation. It's all good, and you're all good. Yep, that's it. VUC is over for today, and we would like to thank... Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Concept.com, hosted PBX. ZipDX.com, excellent conference server. And Voxphone.com for our local rate dial-ins. Also, thanks to you regulars who are making things happen in WebRTC, video conferencing, and anything over IP. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.